0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer
1: the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Oakland A's baseball is just an hour away.
3: Here's the pitch, and Brown, fly ball, deep center field. Tavares back, he'll turn and one, that one fly off the back wall. The pitch, fastball, strike three, called...
4: High octane at 95, a half a dozen Ks for Caprillion through
2: four. It's time to take you inside the clubhouse with the A's Total Access Pre-Game Show, presented by Chevron.
5: Swing on a fly ball, right field and deep, and Haggerty's going back. at the track, you will turn, and watch it fly. And Laureano goes the other way with a
3: three-run home run.
2: Follow the A's 24-7 on A's you your home for nonstop A's baseball. A's total access with Chris Townsend starts now.
6: Good afternoon, A's fans. We got a little baseball for you from Texas. It's game three of the four-game set between the Athletics and the Rangers. We're not talking about a losing streak anymore because the A's got the victory yesterday in Arlington, 5-1. Vince Catronio joined us from Globe Life Field. And Vince, just a very... Bizarre couple days for two teams that have not had a good season. Uh, Now with Elvis being DFA'd, that's two veteran guys being let go by the A's. And now John Daniels, president of baseball operations, fired by the Rangers. So in three days, we've seen two A's players go. And in two days, we've seen the manager and the president of baseball ops go for the Rangers. Just bizarre.
4: I guess if both teams are playing, can you top this, I'd have to say advantage Rangers. Certainly much bigger moves, but it takes nothing away from the impact of the players that were let go by the athletics, with, with Steven being let go a couple days ago. Then, of course, the news coming this morning that Elvis Andrews now is uh, no longer the A's organization. You knew that he was not going to have the vesting option kick in this year. They wanted to see more of Nick Allen. We've certainly known for several weeks now that the A's are going younger, want to give them opportunities. Looking toward 2023, and you know Elvis is a pro, but uh, being a pro, he wasn't happy about it. He was vocal in the San Francisco Chronicle about that. You don't blame him for that, and the fact that he leaves uh, hitting a home run for the Athletics, he leaves in the in the ballpark with the organization that he grew up with in the big leagues, Uh, definitely a surreal time. But if you heard the comments from Marcotte today, uh, he feels confident that that Elvis will be playing for somebody this year, and you can didn't take that much to connect the dots on teams that are looking for help up the middle that may be in contention, you know, like the White Sox and the Padres, and maybe somebody else. But those are the two teams, I think, that are out there. And we'll see what happens with Elvis, but wish him all the best. He he had great joy. He was easy to talk to, always available, and wish him nothing but the best.
6: Yeah, and I know about it. You know, we all read his comments, and we understand. Was this also the fact that he still lives in the area is this something that makes it a lot easier for Elvis to say we're going to do it now, you don't have to get on the plane, go back to Oakland, you can uh just uh go home from here?
4: I don't know. I mean, we didn't get a chance to talk to Elvis. We didn't ask, you know, Mark any of those kind of logistical uh questions. You know, I don't know if his family was waiting for him back in Oakland. I you know, they we do see them a lot on the road. Maybe they were here and if if that's the case then sure. It it makes it a much uh much easier circumstance. He could just call out to Oakland and they can you know, tidy up the apartment or wherever he lived and get yeah. all the stuff out of the clubhouse and mail it to wherever it needs to be mailed.
6: And then I think for Nick Allen, no questions now, it's every day you're going out there and you're playing short.
4: He is, and I talked with Nick about his relationship with, with Elvis, and he had nothing but glowing things to say. He goes, look, I, I watched how professional he was in the clubhouse. Uh, maybe we didn't talk a whole lot on the field, but I watched the way he worked. And so the one thing I definitely learned is that you have to compete on every pitch on this level And a lot of that came from watching and paying attention to what Elvis was doing at shortstop.
6: Have a good call, and I'll talk to you after the game. Well,
4: i got to give you one pick to click, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Quickly, it's Chad Pinder tonight, batting fourth. The kid that's pitching, his name is Cole Reagans for Texas. He's a Cole Hamels disciple. Looks like him. He's a lefty. Chad Pinder's 8 for 10 lifetime against Cole Hamels with three home runs. Here's your pick to click. How about that? Now
6: that, that's some inside (laughs) knowledge right there. There you go. It's almost like we got a betting show going on. I love it. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Take care of my kids' college. All right, Vinny, I'll talk to you after the game.
4: (laughs) Sounds great. So long.
6: That is good stuff. Coming up next, Paul Himikides from ESPN right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt,
0: This is A's Total Access.
6: You ever watch the ESPN morning show Get Up? Well, Paul Hembikides is on that show. He's one of the best on ESPN, and he loves him some baseball. We're joking around about Phillies and the Guardians, teams that we like that are not teams that uh, may not win their division. We're having fun with it, but he said the executives at Fox – they wouldn't like it at all. Oh, I'll tell you what—that that sound that
10: you hear in the distance, that sound that you hear in the distance is every executive that works for Fox <laughs> calling, calling their boss and saying they just pitched a Guardians Phillies World Series. We have to be out of this business. That would <laughs> be wreckage. Like the pitching and defense selling point might be cool for you, um, but I'll tell you what—that that team's uh, the, the Guardians uh, is—they're an, an excellent story this year. Like, definitely uh, under the radar. The White Sox are coming strong but I've been really impressed with, with Cleveland's consistency throughout the season. They have boppers in that lineup. Jimenez has been unbelievable. Jose Ramirez is consistently among the best players in the sport. Shane Bieber's not the pitcher he was in 2020, but they always find a way to get out. My money would actually be on Cleveland to win their division, but right now the, the Indians, excuse me, the Guardians, um, the Twins, and the White Sox are all separated by one game. That's actually the best race in baseball with so many of these divisions uh, having been sealed so long ago.
6: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. There's so many people. Like I said, the next two nights, you got Braves, Mets, Scherzer, DeGrom. I mean, if, if, the Bretts, if the Braves pull out two and there's only a game and a half, I mean, you know, live in Jersey or New York, there's always that fear of something's going to happen in Mets land. Some decision, some injury, some wild, crazy thing will bring down the Mets. If they lose the next two games, there's going to be panic at the disco.
10: <laughs> we'll start to see their owner, Steve Cohen, sending out irrational tweets after drinking expensive wine after games. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I- I watched, I've watched every pitch Jacob DeGrom has thrown this year. It's been three starts. I'm not sure that I've ever seen a better pitcher in my life. Now, obviously, we've seen pitchers go much deeper into games. Pedro in 99 and 2000, I think, was practically beyond reproach. We saw Randy Johnson dominate in 2001 in a way that we've rarely seen again, especially in the postseason. There are any number of great half seasons and even full seasons. Kershaw has been unbelievable. Verlander has been unbelievable. But it it feels like an upset if Jacob deGrom doesn't strike you out. Jacob deGrom has been unbelievable, and it dates back to the start of last year. Since the start of last season, he's thrown 108 innings. During that time, the league is hitting 126 against him. He's turned your lineup into nine pitchers. And when I watched him face the Phillies, it was inevitable. Like the best pitchers in baseball are dominant. Jacob deGrom is inevitable.
6: Yeah, but the problem is, I'm gonna need four, five, six relievers after him. And that and that and that becomes our problem in baseball because relievers are guys year to year. I mean, Blake Trinan had one of the greatest years ever as a reliever for the A's and the next year was a completely different guy you don't that you know if you have a Mariano Rivera or you have a Trevor Hoffman or a Bruce Suter or one of these guys that lasts forever and, and is lights out as a closer great but relievers especially now when I'm talking about going deep into your bullpen every single night Yes, like Dylan Cease last night. I I got roped into the Verlander Cease. Cease is out after five. You now need four, five, six guys to finish the game out. I'm so impressed with numbers, but if you're giving it to me for six or five innings, eh.
10: I hear you, kid. I hear you. uh, And it's hard to dispute. The the Mets have, have babied him for years now. Maybe that's been the right approach. Maybe it's not. I'll tell you what, though how many managers have been able to dial up the Grom Scherzer and then Edwin Diaz on the back end? I mean, that's, that's the kind of, and Bassett's been great. Chris Bassett's been great for the Yeah, I trust Buck Showalter a lot more than I've trust uh, managers of theirs in yesteryear. I mean, like, at minimum, he's not sending lewd pictures of himself. He generally has an idea of what's going on. So obviously, that's the baseline for the Mets manager. You know, <laughs> Buck, Buck has Buck has this team like he's got this team wrapped around his finger. I got it, this. It feels different. It feels different here in New York. In all seriousness, uh, <laughs> putting putting Vicky Calloway's cell phone to the side for just a moment. Hey, hey,
6: hey, remember? Uh, was it last year or the year before? Someone came up with all the bracket for all the Met problems throughout the years, that bracket. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, David Coe yeah. pleasuring himself in the, in the bullpen. I mean, it had everything in there.
10: I mean, the Mets Met fans were yearning for the days of Noah Syndergaard having hand, foot, and mouth disease. Right. But in, in all candor, <laughs> in all candor, like that's to make light of that situation with Mickey Callaway. Yeah. Of course, what I'm saying is the baseline for Mets manager is literally garbage. And so Buck Showalter, has this team wrapped around his finger and has generated really an awesome culture there. Like it does feel a little bit different. The owner doesn't seem to be at his wits end on every, on every given night, but obviously they've, they've been operating from a position of strength all season long. Most people that I talk to over here view them as the favorite. Of course, there is some East coast bias naturally, but the Mets feel like a team built for October from where I sit. I'm just not quite sure they can bop
6: enough to win it all. Please tell me, please make my day. Tell me about the panic about the New York Yankees in New York city. I want doom and gloom. I want the panic bus, the panic button, send the missiles, send the missiles. I want panic stories.
10: So th- there's a uh, producer on uh, my Greenberg's radio show that I work with named it. New We asked him yesterday after I delivered some numbers about whether or not, you know, the, he's worried about the Yankees. <laughs> his first line was, Oh yeah, the season is over. That's how, <laughs> that's how these people are operating. Like th- they have this massive lead in their division, right? They, they, they have a player on pace at like 65 home runs. They've had the best pitching staff in the American League the whole season long. They're just, you know, hitting a, you know, obviously a bit of a downturn since the All-Star break. But these people are genuinely freaking out. But, look, in all candor, like, this is a team that way overachieved early in the season. Like, if you had told me the Yankees would be where they are now at this point, I would have told you I, I'm not seeing it. Like, this is a team I didn't think would even make the playoffs. And that's because, you know, Brian Cashman's building plan here was a little bit peculiar. Now, it's pro- been proven to work over the course of a full season here. They, they picked the ball much better than-, than you would have expected. They pitched great. Obviously, Judge is picking up his end of the bargain. But since the All-Star break, if you look at the lineup, like their numbers are effectively, they're the Diamondbacks, the Pirates, the Tigers, plus Aaron Judge. So, they're not hitting in 25 games since the All-Star break. They scored 40 runs without the benefit of the home run. They, they can't scratch across runs. They can't manufacture runs, which is something that they're just – Seemingly willing to deal with. I'm just not so sure that in a playoff series they they're positioned well if you don't get a homer or two that series from Aaron Judge or or Giancarlo Stanton or whomever. Not to mention the fact that (laughs) in the first half of the season the Yankees were 57 and five in games in which they had a lead in the seventh inning or later. They were 57 and five in those games. Since the All Star break they're seven and five. In those games. For as bad as the lineup has been, the back end of their bullpen, for my money, is their single biggest problem.
6: Doom and gloom, five alarm fire. Oh, it's the best. Yankee fan panicking after they were crowning the Yankees champions in June. Oh, I love it. Jeff Erlob and Jessica Kleinschmidt next, right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
0: Like sports, business is about winning
5: Ray are here for eBay Motors. So you
0: have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. <laughs> well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride.
2: A's cast is your destination for nonstop A's baseball.
5: Outside corner, ring him up. And Eaton can't believe it. Perfect fish right on the black. Breaky ball hit high in the air to left.
4: It's deep. Back on it is Eaton. At the track, at the
2: wall. This is A's Total Access with Chris Townsend, presented by Chevron.
9: Welcome back to A's Total Access, presented by Chevron. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with part two of my interview with Jeff Erlaub. The news of Shea Langley is he's finally getting promoted to the Bigs from AAA. This very highly anticipated move. We just talked to David Force, A's GM, earlier, saying it was not a matter of if, but when he was going to get promoted. And I watched him a lot, obviously not with my naked eye, but when I did my minor league coverage, everybody found out when I was with the A's, they said, all they would say is Shay Langley the real deal. What do you like about this guy? And what is exciting about the fact that he's finally going to be sporting a green and gold Jersey?
11: I agree with you. I mean, looking at it, you know, obviously from a scouting background and, you know, we follow all the teams and players you know, through the minor league system, we were all wondering kind of the same question of when's, you know, when is he going to be up there? Because I mean, he's proved that he's more than capable of being big league ready. Um, you know, talking with uh, some of the coaches in AAA that I used to play with um, his leadership is is phenomenal. And I think obviously being a catcher and the way Murph also leads as well. Um, that's probably going to be, one of his more strong suits is leading a pitching staff, but I mean, his offensive numbers are still really good as well. Um, You know, I'm just excited to see kind of, you know, the first couple of weeks how it goes for him and the learning curve, you know, that he's going to have to go through, but you know, we all go through growing pains every, every level, even in the minor leagues that we get promoted to. And now that he's in the big leagues, I mean, he's going to set the bar pretty high and, you know, he's going to work hard and, you know, he's, probably going to be right in Murph's hip all the time. And, and, and that's a good thing. You know, he's, you know, the, our catchers, I I would say are very hungry to learn and what better to learn from Murph.
9: I agree. And yeah, and, and Forrest did confirm, you know, when you're promoting a catcher, you're always questioning, what does that mean? What does that mean for Sean Murphy? The trade deadlines come and gone people. So we know Murphy will remain our starting catcher. Langleyers is going to be his backup and maybe serve as a DH role with that news though, Jeff, Stephen Piscotty was released and this was on the helm not too long ago. Jed Lowry also was released two veteran guys. We know the future looks bright. And despite saying goodbye to some of these guys, that means, you know, we have a path for these younger guys to step up and make a, a change. So from your scouting perspective, what has been the main goal when looking for some of these guys and knowing that they're the future of the organization's success?
11: I mean, it's, it's tough because, you know, some of the guys, you know, in our clubhouse, you know, I played with in the minor leagues and our job is to kind of find that next crop of young talent that takes over for these guys, you know, whether, you know, they get traded or they move on to our other organizations or they retire. And, you know, our job is to find the guys that we think we can develop, you know, not necessarily the best, but the quickest with their skills to be able to help us compete at the big league level. Um, you know, seeing a guy like Jed, who's been around the game for a long time, same with same with Piscotti, you know, it's sad and, you know, kind of hurts a little bit inside because these guys have been such a key integral part of our organization and they've truly been A's, A's type guys, you know, with the whole family first mentality and all that. Um, it's, it's sad, but it's also, you know, kind of that business part of it, where we've just got to go back to work and, you know, today's what, August 16th, we've already started working on next year's draft class, which is still 11 months away. So (laughs) it's, it's a lot, but you know, it's unfortunate that that's, you know, kind of the nature of the business and how it works.
9: Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, it feels like you guys packed up from this last draft just to unpack for next year. So it's just an ever turning wheels and, and cog and everything like that. And it, you mentioned, you know, some guys you used to play with you and I were standing on the field and Lou Trevino, this is before the trade, of course, to send him to the Yankees. You said, yeah, I used to play with Lou Trevino. And then you just told me heading into here. Oh, I play with Chad Pinder and Stephen Vogt." Of course, during your time in the A's organization, they were all, these guys were all once your teammate. What's it like kind of seeing them play and rem- remind yourself. Yeah. I used to share a roster with some of these guys
11: I love it I mean you know vote and Pinder or you know two probably two of the probably best teammates I ever played with uh pender was in in double a vote was um with me in triple a uh you know I played with Lou back when he was a younger prospect in high a and it's just cool to see the success at the big league level that they've had when you saw him in the minor leagues and you go this guy's got something really special And it's just a matter of time of when he's going to make an impact on the big league team. Um, And then getting on the field and saying hi to the coaches who, I mean, Emo was my pitching coordinator at one point. Emo,
9: friend of the show, Jeff. Huge friend of the show.
11: Yeah. Uh, Played for Bushy a little bit. Emart Marcus Jensen was like my rookie ball manager. So like just really being able to get on the field and say hi to, you know, these guys, give them a hug. And, you know, to know that like, it's great to still be a part of this wonderful organization. And, you know, as much as my playing days were incredible, like, you know, now I feel like I serve a bigger purpose on the other side of things and trying to find guys that, you know, that I liked or that were similar to me that that can help, you know, seeing Pinder in the clubhouse, giving him a big hug, going, Holy cow, I haven't seen you in must be at least five years. Yeah. Um, It's just cool to catch up with those guys and wish them nothing but the best. And, you know, they're just, they're great ball players, but they're they're even better people and to still have those relationships and remember each other and talk about times, you know, riding the bus leagues in the minor leagues, like yeah. it's good to catch up with those guys.
9: Yeah. And I feel like Pinder's a guy he he'll never forget you. So that's that's awesome. Thanks for stopping by, Jeff. Roxy Bernstein has you next as Ace Total Access continues.
2: Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off-peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash TOU info.
0: It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution. That will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.
3: Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. and One of the best the power of their data wasabi, another Boston based championship team. When Northern
4: California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay.
11: You're listening to the A's Total Access Show.
1: A's Total Access, we continue from Texas. Game three of this four-game series and game six of a seven-game road trip. Roxy Bernstein joined by one of the newest A's. I know there's a number of new guys in the clubhouse, but Cal Stevenson joining us here on the pregame. And first off for you, happy for you getting this opportunity. What does it mean to you not only, Cal, to get the opportunity in the major leagues but to do it with the Oakland A's?
7: Uh, you know, I think it's, it's very special, um, you know, growing up in the Bay Area and be able to come back and play at home in front of my, my friends and family. I think it's, it's very important, uh, you know, throughout my whole minor league career I haven't been able to play on the West Coast. So just to be able to come back and do this is, uh, you know, it's, it's an amazing opportunity.
1: You made your major league debut at the Coliseum yeah. and it was very noticeable, your friends and family. Yeah. You look up, what did it mean to you to see that?
7: It was really cool. I wasn't expecting that many people to be out there, uh, so just to be able to hear everyone there and uh, seeing all the signs and stuff, that was really cool. And uh, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that out there more.
1: For you, growing up, how many Ace games did you go to a year? I
7: would I would say around probably around three to five. I was very busy growing up playing and stuff and going to school, um, so I tried to get to as many games as I could. But three to five was probably what was probably on average. Who were the guys that? in the Oakland days that you really looked up to as far as tried to pad in your game after and really idolized? Um, in high school, it was uh, guys like Coco Crisp. Um, just like a lot of speedy outfielders. I mean, Kotze, I watched Kotze play a lot growing up. I thought that was pretty cool that uh, he's my manager here. And uh, um, Sam Fold was a cool guy to, to watch in the clubhouse. Terrence Long. Just a lot, of, a lot of the speedy outfielders were good to watch for me. I loved watching them. So guys like that.
1: You mentioned Mark Hotze, and we were talking to him, Cal, the other day about watching you, and he sees a lot of similarities between you and when he played in terms of the way you defend out there in center field. When you hear that kind of praise from your manager, what does it mean
7: to you? It just You feel like you have some sort of trust in, in, the, in the, the coaches and you know just to go out there and play freely. I think it's nice and it makes it easier to go out there and just uh, play your game.
1: Where did you learn the outfield? Who were the people that really influenced you about teaching you how to play the game in that way in terms of, we watch you and the routes you get, the way you're able to read the bat, the ball
7: off the bat. It really is fun to watch you play center field. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't pinpoint a certain person. I think it was just uh, more instincts, just getting reads off bats and stuff, and uh, you know, since I've been up here, and I think since I've been in the minor leagues, I think it's very important to see uh, balls in batting practice and just, uh, just getting your best jumps and getting really good reads out there. You know, I'm, I'm big on uh, taking live reads out there during batting practice and, uh, you know, watching video and everything. So I think that's a very important uh, part of my game.
1: What's your routine like? You come to a new ballpark, you've never played here before, you've never played in Houston before, and trying to get used to the Coliseum now. But what's your routine? When you go out there, what are you trying to see pregame to
7: give you a better feel for how to play that position
1: in that particular
7: ballpark? I think just uh, the first round is just you know just watching the ball off the bat. Don't even really try and move out there. Uh, just seeing how the ball's carrying and you know the turf, if it's grass or turf here, it's turf, so it kind of plays a little faster, but just seeing the way the ball's coming off the bat and uh just let my eyes work uh that's the that's the main thing and then after that it's just full go just you know try and catch everything
1: take us back early part of july you're part of the Rays system uh you get news of the trade that you're getting traded to the a's organization christian bethencourt going to tampa bay in the deal but when you what was your first reaction when you heard oakland was your destination
7: I I couldn't say anything. When my manager uh, in Durham had told me that I was going to be Oakland, I kind of like, it probably took me like five to ten seconds to say something (laughs) like, oh, you got to be kidding. Um, So it was cool. Uh, I mean, obviously, you want to come back home and play in front of your friends and family, and uh, it was something I was really looking forward to. It was just, you know, getting to Vegas and really uh, getting those ABs and putting something together. And, you know, fortunately, I was able to come up here and uh, get an opportunity.
1: Knowing where this organization is in terms of giving opportunities to young players, Cal, like yourself, yeah. we've seen a Che Langoliers coming up yesterday. Was that even more attractive to you to come to this organization because of the chance that you could possibly have with the A's to get to the, back to the big leagues?
7: Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, you, you kind of see what's going on here and uh, the opportunities that the, the younger guys are getting, like you said. So it's was uh, just getting to vegas like i said and you know take advantage of those opportunities that i was getting in there i was playing every day and uh just putting something together at the right time and here i am when you finally were able to speak yeah. after you digested the news of the trade who did you call how did those call phone calls go uh the first person i called was my dad my wife was already there with me so uh she was the first one to know about it but uh calling my dad and then uh, my mom and just the rest of my family and telling them the whole situation uh, you know everyone was so excited and uh ready for me to to get this opportunity your journey it's interesting
1: because coming out of high school you go to nevada then you go to junior college for a year and then finish up your college career at arizona what were those stops like for you in terms of helping you
7: prepare for this uh so yeah i mean it was a lot of moving around for me throughout college Um uh, but you know, it's been the same thing in pro ball. It's my, my fourth organization. Uh, I think it kind of helped me prepare and you know, building relationships and uh, kind of like getting with the right people and working and trying to get on the same page. So I think uh, that really helped me out and getting to me where I am right now.
1: It's been a week. You've been up in the big leagues now. What's your experience been like in terms of what you expected? is it going according to form or are there things that just jump out at you
7: that have caught you off guard i would say for the most part it's what i expected um you know obviously you want to go up here you want to get up here and you want to do well but you know it's a it's a different game you uh you really need to adjust and uh right now i'm just trying to learn as much as i can while i'm up here and uh just make the most of it right now when you came to this organization how many guys did you know I didn't know anybody, honestly. Uh, I I had played against Shay a lot last year, so we uh, we had talked a little bit. But for the most part, I didn't really know anybody. <laughs> so it's been it's been cool. I met a lot of new people. It's been uh, it's been nice. You didn't have to walk around with a name tag that said "Hi, my name is Cal," did no, you? No, no. I I probably had to have other people have name tags <laughs> on because I'm terrible with names. But like I said, it, it's it's getting better.
1: Cal, appreciate yeah. the time. Happy for your continued success and. Uh, Keep it going. Yep, appreciate it. Thank you. Cal Stevenson of the Oakland A's. A's Total Access. Like sports, business is about winning.
0: Championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit
6: them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. Looking to stay up to date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A'scast. That's athletics.com slash A'scast to listen to A's baseball and full 24 7 coverage of the A's only on A'scast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live, pre and post game coverage. And of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash today.
5: Now batting Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some and strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas.
2: It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep the facility running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup, but we get you Raymond in Buffalo and Maria in Miami. Jules in Minneapolis and Stan in Central Indiana, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with experienced branch staff at over 250 locations so you get the product you're looking for. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
5: Now, here's the 0-2 pitch. Waved it, and Cole Urban strikes out the side.
2: A's Cast is your 24-7 destination for A's baseball. Visit athletics.com slash A's Cast for on-demand and live coverage of the Oakland A's. Now back to A's Total Access with Chris Townsend. Presented by Chevron.
6: It's time now for the stat of the day brought to you by Mechanics Bank. How about Big Murph? since... The start of August. He's hitting 304 with an 874 OPS, two home runs, eight RBIs. Wow. 13 games in August. He's absolutely crushing it. It's great to see. And if he didn't get off to that rough start, can you imagine what his overall numbers would be at this point? And now it's about. Finishing strong, Big Murph. And the same thing for every other Oakland athletic. 45 games left. Time now for the injury report brought to you by Kaiser Permanente. Reminding you to stay safe, stay positive, and stay healthy. Visit kp.org today. We're not talking injuries. We're talking Elvis Andrus. He was DFA'd. Here's the skipper, Mark Kotze.
12: So for Elvis, you know, it's no secret that Elvis wasn't really happy with the direction for himself, totally understand that and respect it. You know, anytime a, a, a veteran player who's played every day sees his playing time get cut, the direction of the organization going young, you know, it's a difficult transition. I think the decision to designate Elvis wasn't taken lightly by any measure because of what he provides for this team in terms of leadership, in terms of veteran experience, in terms of mentoring the, the Nick Allens, the Jonah Brides, even Sheldon Noisy, who doesn't have a ton of experience, right? It's valuable. But then you look at Elvis, and you look at where he's at in his career, and you also want maybe what's best for Elvis. Honestly, Elvis is going to land somewhere. He's going to be on a team in contention. He's going to fill a role, whether it be every day or in some type of utility capacity that's going to have impact and give him a chance to play in the postseason.
6: All right. I mean, if you're Elvis, how do you not like that? It's just the whole plate appearance thing that's rough. That guarantees him $15 million next year. He will not get to that. Coming up next, Paul Himbakitis from ESPN, right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron.
8: Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. Oakland and Kaiser Permanente.
1: This is A's Total Access.
6: From the ESPN TV morning show Get Up, Paul himbakiti's joined us, and he's a baseball guru. And I said, hey, you're going to miss Walker Bueller in L.A. Are the Dodgers potentially in trouble for the postseason? Um, I feel much worse about the Dodgers than I should when you
10: look at the numbers. Obviously, their record is unbelievable. They're going to win 115 games in their sleep. They're outscoring their opponent by more than two runs per game, all right? The last team to do that over a full season was the 1939 Yankees. That's how good the Dodgers are. They've been unbelievable. The top third of their order is historically good. They've gotten contributions, at least lately, from all over the diamond, whereas during the middle of the season, the middle third of their order was not productive. This team is absolutely stacked. But I don't know why, for the life of me, their general manager did not do a more aggressive play at the deadline in uh, buffering his bullpen because that group right now ain't good enough. I'm not confident that the Dodgers are going to win games in which they enter the ninth inning with a one-run lead. I'm not. That's because they rank 24th in ERA right now in the ninth inning. And Craig Kimbrell can't find his release point if his life depended on it. He was spraying the ball yesterday, too. He absolutely must be removed from that role, and you have to go by committee. And let's be honest. If We're just going to be fair and, and, and honest about all of this. The Dodgers should have much more than one World Series title since 2017. Dave Roberts, at least in my opinion, has cost them at least one with how he's mismanaged that bullpen over the last five years. And there's no obvious reason for me to believe that he has the right guys back there now, not to mention he doesn't have his best pitcher in Walker Bueller, not to mention he's going to be lucky if Clayton Kershaw can get him 15 outs in any given game without his back yes. being thrown out, right? Like, I don't know how they're going to get 27 outs. Enough times to win the World Series. They, I think they could definitely win plenty of games eight to six, but they, the Dodgers going to have to be up six to one entering the ninth inning for me to feel like, yeah, they're definitely going to win that game.
2: I'll
6: tell you what, you're going to learn about the epidural shot pretty soon. When's the due date? Um, uh, September 8th. So yeah, you're, you're going to learn, like, when they do that, you see how big that needle is, and you, you just go, oh, my God. And that's, you know what, whenever I heard, pitcher golfer anybody that has back problems football player oh they're getting an epidural shot it was never a big deal for me right because i didn't know wife was pregnant epidural shot and i saw the needle and went oh now i get it yeah <laughs> that, that, that that's not that's not like hey bend over right in your poop and the shot's over bye i mean no 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 it's a whole different ball game yeah so clay kershaw I mean, who knows? By the way, and and I know with LeBron James, Dallas Cowboys, college football, everything going on in your world, A's (laughs) Rangers will not make it in any of the blocks on Get Up, but you talk about a crazy dumpster, dumpster fire series. We just let go Jed Lowry. We end up in Texas against the Rangers in Arlington. We now let Piscotty go, and now today Elvis Andrus go. On the other side in their dugout, they fired their manager, and now John Daniels, the president of Baseball Ops. This is like the Dumpster Fire series of Dumpster Fires.
10: <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, the, all the imaginations on your club are curious, but the, the Ranger stuff has really caught me off guard. I mean, to fire your manager and your general manager in the same week It's really, really bizarre. And to see Chris Young up there with with Daniels, (laughs) only to to snipe his job two days later, is so friggin' weird. Now, obviously, Chris Young is very highly regarded in the industry. It's funny, John Daniels, it feels like not so long ago, was like this wonder kid, right? And all of a sudden, he's like a senior statesman across baseball when you look at the way that teams hire general managers. I actually think that's a pretty attractive job. Ownership has obviously demonstrated a willingness to spend They got the new ballpark. They got a a couple studs in the middle of their diamond, a really, really good farm system. It's just so wild to me that it's all happening now and happening this way. And I'm always very curious to know, like, what kind of hand John Daniels had in any of the recent things that have happened. Because if this is a lame duck general manager, then then why did he have a say in signing Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon that are going to outlast him by a decade? Like, the whole thing is very bizarre. But that is a a division where helium is – easier to come by than others. So it wouldn't stun me if, if that's, that becomes, it was become pretty attractive openings um, potentially and, and they could keep rising. But obviously there's a lot of dysfunction right there. And it's sort of hard to cut through it all.
6: To hear the entire interview, you go to athletics.com slash A's cast, or check out the A's YouTube page or on Twitter. You can see it athletics cast 24. Coming up next, Tommy Evers, the hitting coach, with Vince Catronio from Texas, right here on A's Total Access, brought to you by Chevron. Here comes the pitch.
3: Johnson's dialing in with Ring Central. Smart move.
4: Ring Central lets you call, meet, and message all from the same app.
3: Johnson is really stepping up this quarter. She moves to share her screen.
4: And the client loves the presentation.
3: An excellent play by Johnson with the assist from Ring Central.
4: With Ring Central, you can talk to anyone, anytime, all from the same
9: app. Ring Central, simpler communications.
8: kaiser permanente thrive visit kp.org today i want to take more chances with the embroidering henley's vision for a new clothing line is coming into focus dramatic they'll need an on-staff photographer to put their collection in in the spotlight why is no one taking shots of these indeed can help them hire great people fast i need indeed indeed you do you can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
0: When you want to look good, but don't have time to shop, head to Stitch Fix. Our experts find clothes that fit your unique style and build and deliver them to your front door. We'll sift through pieces from brands, you know, and trust to find just what you're looking for. So when you need clothes for a special occasion or just want to update your everyday staples, Stitch Fix is here to help. Stitch Fix. Get $20 off your first purchase at stitchfix.com radio. Limited time offer you must purchase within two days of signing up.
11: Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing, so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. Our smart sleepers get 28 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited
4: edition smart bed, only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. This is A's Total Access. Third game of the series, the A's and the Rangers indoors at Globe Live Field. And hitting coach Tommy Everidge is our guest. And Tommy, there's been a lot of change, of course, over the last uh, couple of weeks, and especially over the course of the past couple of days. Let's first talk about the excitement and the energy that seemed was brought to the field yesterday, trying to snap a nine-game losing streak. Your hitters are ready to go and gave the A's a lead that they can hold on to.
13: Yeah, you know, it's always exciting, you know, when we come out and we get some knocks and everyone gets going. And, you know, I think that comes from what you said, their attitude before they're ready to go. And, and, you know, they're ready to go every day. But, yeah, something was special yesterday and the way they went about it. And you saw them gel back to when we won, what was it, five out of six series. It had that same feel again. And that was nice.
4: Shea Langoliers, ace top prospect, comes up, hits the first pitch, which I love to see. You're never going to get that first fastball back in the big leagues. And he pulls it down the left field line what a relief it is as you've talked about before get that first hit out of the way that must have been great to see
13: oh it was awesome (laughs) it was a little scary the way he was running to second you know but yeah like whenever you can get that and and i love the first pitch too like they're going to challenge you and You know, it's like he would swing at that same pitch in Triple A, and you know, and that's just something we talked about before the game is you're here for a reason and just do your thing. Did you swing at the first pitch that you got in the big leagues? No, and that's my biggest regret. I had to move a runner and it was a a hanging (laughs) changeup. I I thought I should have hammered, but you know, if you roll over it, it's not a good move. So I took it and uh, that one kind of eats me up.
4: Tommy, the other part of the change is that Stephen Piscotti, Jed Lowry, and now Elvis Andrews, veterans are no longer with this club. And you talk so much about young players trying to understand and learn and develop a routine when they get to the big leagues. I know all those guys in one way or another, either just by watching or even with conversation, probably helped a lot of those young guys. So they're not here now. What's the next step for your young hitters?
13: You know, it's just to build off a lot of them were here, you know, for the most part when those guys were here or even in spring and, You know is they set the tone for how to be a pro and uh you know even on my end you know first year hitting coach up here is you know the expectations get set by the guys who have done it for years and years and years and you know it's just being a pro and being a professional and taking what i learned from them and we're just going to give it to the younger generation because i think the faster you can understand what being a pro is the faster you're going to be a pro and the faster that learning curve happens
4: when do you put your hands on for lack of a better term on david mckinnon he's new to the club relatively new to the organization do you just watch i know you've seen video do you start making suggestions earlier let's let's see how it plays out first and go from there
13: well you know like we did early work you know we did some velo machine just we just talk about the things that are important to us you know as a org or you know our identity and uh you know, it's not a swing change. It's just a hey, these are what's important. That lays the foundation, you know, expectations or goals set the way you go about things. And uh, so you just lay that out for him. And same idea, like with Shea, it's like, we just want you to be you. I mean, we picked him up for a reason. He's got big numbers down there and just let him play his game.
4: It seems like one buzzword that's come from the hitting side lately is do damage. Are you seeing that from the young players? Catching some extra base hits and seeing some guys get some excitement of driving in some runs.
13: Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, Nikki, you know, you leveraged a couple balls for homers. Jonah's starting to pull the ball a little better. And, you know, I think um, it's just quality of contact to do damage. You want to do damage, you got to not miss your pitch. You got to be ready for it. And uh, you got to have that expectation. I think uh, another thing we've always preached is, uh, you know, meet aggression with aggression. The pitcher is going to attack us. And if we're ready for it, you know, we're going to jump on them then we're the aggressor
4: a city coach tommy average our guest on this wednesday towney ready for game three of the series now back to you
6: i love it what are we preaching we're preaching one thing go up there and do some damage go up there with bad intentions hit it hard all over the ballpark i like that let's have some fun let's watch the young let's let the the young kids play let's watch them play and have a good time doing it can't wait a's and rangers game three coming up next of this four game set and i'll talk to you after the ball game
1: Making an impact. Sponsored by Granger. Desmond Blair is a world-class painter that was born without hands. His incredible artistry is an inspiration to many disabled
4: Americans. People
13: would tell me what I wouldn't be able to do, but it's like if I had a sheet, of paper,
4: and like a pilot pen, you're not going to take that away from me. For the ones who get it done,
1: Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry. Backed by 24-7 support and access to product experts. Call, click or just stop by.
8: How do you make the most of your land? Shaw does it behind the wheel of the John Deere 1025R compact tractor.
13: Shaw stands for skilled hands at work.
8: And he lives up to the name as he uses his versatile tractor to make. The earth take the shape that I want it to take. And the Allens fire up their John Deere 3032E compact tractor to grow about nine acres of flowers. Because the beauty of having land is deciding how to make it yours. There are millions of ways to make the most of your land. Learn how to make the most of yours at Deer.com. Nothing runs like a Deere.